The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. And welcome to it. Let's get it going already. Now we're going to get to some employment law talk here in just a bit. You're always invited to talk and you can also use the website. No problem. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We're, uh, well, yeah, we're halfway through 2023, so we got a lot to talk about. Some of the biggest issues that we've come across so far, Lior, is what the main topic is going to be. But we always start off with your case of the day, pal. What do you got going on? Hey, John. This uh, is our Wednesday show, ready to talk about employment law, ready to answer questions and help as many people as possible. You know, you and I always have stuff planned. We always chat in advance about what we want to cover on the show. But you know what? I'd rather that not even happen. I'd rather just answer calls from beginning to end so that I know that when I've turned off uh, my headset, I've helped some people today. I, I did a a live stream earlier today where a lot of questions came in. Well, let's continue it right now. If you want to know about whether what your employer is doing is legal, if you want to know about how to deal with dead deadlines or ultimatums given to you, if you want to know if you're owed something, what to do if you lost your job or if losing your job is going to happen, how to deal with that. I think you get the idea if it touches on mm-hmm. employment law in the workplace. And, of course, continuing the discussion beyond the half hour of the show, easy to do as well. You can always reach out to me in the office, phone or email, and throughout the show we'll give you that number. But case of the day. Well, this is not so much the case of the day as something that uh, happened today. So uh, we post a lot of stuff on on social media and uh, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, etc. So we had posted this this article uh, on uh, on Facebook uh, it was about temporary layoffs. So uh, a guy responded to it and said, uh, with a question, he said, I've been put on a temporary layoff. Can I do something about it? Well, before myself or one of my colleagues could answer, several people, just kind of random members of the public, chimed in with answers. So one answer was, no, no, you can't do anything about it. A temporary layoff is allowed. Another person responded, no, no, that's not true. If the layoff is very long, it becomes a, a termination. Another person then responded saying, no, 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 that's not true either. If the layoff is more than 35 weeks, it's a termination. But unless the company has a payroll of $1 million, you're not going to get severance. And I'm sitting there and I'm reading this and I'm literally starting to pull my hair out (laughs) uh, because it's exactly the reason why you and I started this show over 10 years ago. And that is all this wrong information, misinformation online. Mm. All these, these people there were trying to be helpful. They wanted to help this guy with this question. Good on them. Absolutely. But they're all wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And they all were very adamant that that's the answer. So it's so easy to, to get the wrong information online. It's unbelievable. You know, of course, all this information was wrong. The, the reality is, you know, temporary layoffs. We'll touch about that a bit later as well. But an employer doesn't have a right to put you on a layoff. So right off the bat, if you've been put on a layoff, you can treat that as a termination. You don't have to wait a week, a month, 35 weeks, like this person said. No, it's a termination. And of course, you get severance. No, it doesn't matter what the company's payroll is. You get severance either way. So it's, it, it, it kind of infuriated me only because I could see this person now getting confused or thinking he has no option. So I, I eventually responded to him directly and gave him the, the right information. But please, everyone out there, 
be very careful when it comes to employment law where you get this information. Your Uncle Steve, who used to work at HR, or your Aunt Margaret, who uh, maybe used to own a small business, doesn't mean that they can advise you on your legal rights. A lot of misconceptions. Call me if you want to know what the real answer is. If you don't like me, call another employment lawyer. But please, please, please do it right. Get proper information when it comes to your legal rights. Ian, thanks for uh, taking the time. How are you? How about yourself? All righty. What's, uh, what's on your mind? Yeah, I just started with this company uh, three weeks ago, uh, and it was on a probation where I signed uh, a three-month contract. And uh, in my on my fifth day, I, I was left home, and then I found out uh, uh, an hour later that I was uh, being fired. And uh, the reason being is because I complained about the health and safety. The Ministry of Labor showed up, uh, and... Uh, Basically, a, week, the, a couple of days later, the, the following week, and um, the, now I feel like I'm being reprisal. It's a, it's a reprisal. Because I'm on uh, probation, is there any recourse? So I'm just confused about one thing, Ian. You say that you're on probation, but you also say you signed a three-month contract. W- which one is it? Those are different things. No, no. I signed a contract where it's a three-month probation where they can let me go at any time after the three months. That's what I meant to say. Right, I get it. So I, I would have to see that contract to tell you whether or not, in fact, they can do that without paying any any compensation. I'd have to see that. But even if it does do that properly, if you were let go because you complained about health and safety or you even raised the health and safety issue, that's illegal. They can't fire you because of that. doesn't matter if you're on probation. doesn't matter what you sign. That's a big deal, and it is what we call, you're right, reprisal. So either way, there's enough for us to talk about. Number one is I want to see that that employment agreement that you signed. You may be owed severance irrespective of the reprisal, but definitely I want to know more about who you complained to, what you complained about, uh, how did they find out about it. So to, I, I want to assess that reprisal aspect, but you cannot be let go ever because you complain about workplace safety. Okay. Is there a way to contact you and know about you uh, about this? Yeah, I'm going to give it to you right now, Ian, and I'll repeat it throughout the rest of the show if you uh, stay tuned. It's simple. It's uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Ian, I'll be repeating that throughout the show. So uh, thank you so much for the call, pal. Take a short break. Sabrina, you're standing by. We'll get to you next. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Sabrina, thank you so much for hanging on there for a moment. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. What's uh, what's your question? Go ahead. I just wanted to know, um, I'm in a sales role. I've been in that role for about 10 years, and I just came back from a maternity leave of 18 months. And I've been told by my uh, superior that my sales numbers are lower than, obviously, my pre-maternity uh, leave. And... I'm given the same sales target as all of my colleagues. It has not been adjusted, taking into account the 18-month maternity leave. Is that normal, or is that should I be asking for a prorated adjustment? So 
because uh, because I don't know obviously how you, your business works. Why are this? Why are your sales lower because of the maternity leave? In other words, how did the maternity leave impact your sales currently? So um, I work in like travel sales. So okay. we, you know, I can close a sale today, but the sales not going to actually be commission sales be paid out till next year. Let's say. So um, in our month to year, the way the sales are calculated, um, you know, being because I wasn't here for 18 months, I've had to start over from scratch in terms Got of sales. Got it. Yeah. Okay, Persons that makes sense. We were here last year who have higher 2023 numbers now that we're mid-year. Yeah, because because they had stuff that was ongoing and you started essentially with kind of a clean slate, right? Exactly, yeah. So so it would be completely inappropriate to set goals ignoring the fact that you were away as if you had been there the whole time. Uh, it, it's actually discriminatory in, in that sense. Now, what happens with these sales goals? Is it just a goal as in, you know, we, we this is what we'd like to see or is your compensation based on those goals? We are issued bonuses based on hitting sales targets, um, and then they kind of just like use it against you, like, well, you know, you, this person had higher sales, so we're going to give them X amount of time off type of thing. Yeah, no, th- th- that they cannot do, absolutely. So here's what I would do. Uh, I would write a, a, to HR or whoever the right person is in your organization a very nice email, and I say email because I always want this in writing, explain kind of like you just did to me why this is unfair and why this is improper and that you don't think you should be penalized through not getting bonuses or not getting other perks strictly because of the fact that you took maternity leave, which is exactly what this is, and that you're asking that that be considered and, and that they, uh, they, they adjust your targets accordingly. If they do that, no problem, life's good. If they don't, if they ignore that, then you potentially have a human rights violation on your hands. You have an employment standards violation on your hand. That could even be considered a constructive dismissal. So there's various things we can talk about. But I'd like for you to start with that email. Make it very clear, matter of fact. You know, outline exactly why it's unfair and and put the onus on them to deal with that. If they don't, call me. And is there any recourse? Because I've kind of broached the subject with them, and they said, "Well, when we do new hires, they have the same sales target, so it's like you're a new hire." Well, to the extent that you you're being compared to others, given the and and because of your parental leave, those employees that are uh, new hires don't have the protection of the law. You do because you took the parental leave, so you can't be treated in the same way as them. You, you just cannot. Uh, and and the reality is, unless I'm mistaken, that but for you taking the leave, if you had worked the whole time, your those targets would be fine, and you'd get bonuses on that basis. The only reason you're not going to hit those numbers is because you took the leave. So that's not appropriate. But so you may have discussed this with them, but I want you to put it in writing and explain, kind of like. You and I have been explaining to each other now why that doesn't make any sense. And I can tell you there's absolutely recourse if they don't do that. In fact, just a letter from me at that point will get them to change their mind. But in an ideal world, you can kind of get them to see why it's wrong. So I would start, Sabrina, with that email that I mentioned. Perfect. Thank you so much. 
Thank you, Sabrina. And here's the number to uh, reach Leo afterwards if you need to reach out and discuss uh, more things of that nature. one 821 5900 And also help at employmentlawyer.ca. But, you know, we're hard to believe we're halfway through 2023. <laughs> it's just flying by. It's unreal. But uh, some of the big issues so far uh, in employment law. This one's, uh, you got to mention this one off the top for sure. Temporary layoffs and reduction in hours or pay. Still illegal. Yeah, and, and the reason why I mention this is because, gosh, I've been seeing a lot of them in the first half of 2023. Temporary layoffs, reduction in pay, reduction in hours, you know, companies trying to save money through those means. And regardless of, of why you do that, and I know there's some companies that are, you know, going through some restructuring or financial struggles in this post-COVID world, they can't do that. It's still illegal. Company doesn't have a right to put you on a temporary layoff. We touched on that at the beginning of the show. A company doesn't have the right to change your compensation, reduce your hours, compensation structure. Man, oh man, have I been seeing a lot of that. So yes, I used to be on 100% salary. Now I'm going to be salary or commissions or, or vice versa. Can't do that. That's still a constructive dismissal. And, you know, if anything, the, the first six months of 2023 has been the year of employers trying to save money. I can understand and appreciate trying to save money, but you still have to comply with the law. The law doesn't make exceptions. So if you find that your employer is putting you off work on a temporary layoff, is messing with your compensation, either the amount of compensation or the compensation structure, uh, the, the amount you earn, your hours, keep in mind, that's a constructive dismissal. They're not allowed to do that. You may have been impacted, but you have recourse as long as you act quickly. And this one's going to surprise a lot of people. That is the topic of remote work, which has been, you know, a hot topic, especially now over the last year or two. And that is, if your employer wants you to come back, come back to work in the office, well, you may have to go. Yes, and and that's certainly been a hot topic because so many of us in 2020, 2021, 2022 uh, were working uh, remotely because of the uh, pandemic. Well, now that we're kind of in this post-COVID world, as a lot of employers have been saying are saying, okay. Well, we're feeling better now, and I want you to come back to work, whether it's full-time, part-time, etc. And for many employees, that's a, like a bucket of ice water being thrown at them because yeah, they're, not, they're not used to it. They're, they're, they're expecting to continue working. Well, the reality is that in many cases, your employer can ask you to bo- go back to your pre-COVID arrangements. So if before COVID you were working in the office, yeah, your employer can ask you to do that. And if you don't, that may be considered a resignation in some situations or a job abandonment. So you want to keep that in mind. But there are some exceptions. Mm-hmm. One exception may be in a situation where maybe now you've moved away from where you lived. Now you're far and your employer knew the, about that and was okay with you doing that. By the employer saying, yeah, that's not a problem, they're essentially acknowledging that you're not going to have to come back to the office and now they can't really change their mind. So if you moved away with your employer's knowledge, that they may not be able to, to have you come back. The other thing is if you maybe have a medical condition now uh, that, that requires you to work from home, if you have that doctor's note, you may be able to require the company to allow you to stay working at home. You have to have that doctor's note. But in many other situations, your employer may be able to say to you, COVID, we're past it, we're feeling better, we're not worried about vaccines right now, we're not worried about COVID testing, so we want you to come back to the office. In many cases, John, they can do that. We're talking about some of the big topics halfway through 2023 already, and that is mental health absences are common and legitimate. Heard a lot about these, too. Yeah, you know, it's it's been a very weird world, right, over the past three years. Yeah. So many things happen, not just the pandemic. You know, now we're dealing with 
inflation rates and higher cost of living and interest rates and for a lot of people that just becomes a bit much you know to and employers expecting us to do more so i've seen a lot of mental health leaves employees whose mental health has been impacted well you have to understand that from a legal standpoint a mental health leave or a mental health uh, health issue is treated the same way as any other medical condition just because you can't see it on an x-ray doesn't mean that your employer can question you doesn't mean that your employer can refuse to accommodate you refuse to give you time off if you're struggling with your mental health and it's impacting your job you need a doctor's note just like you would if you broke your leg you need a doctor's note that doctor's note by the way doesn't have to say why you're off doesn't have to say it's a mental health issue it's not at all you're entitled to your privacy the doctor's note could simply say for medical reasons you cannot work or you need accommodation your employer then has to figure out a way to make that happen it's been to me one of the biggest issues so far in 2023 employees needing dot leave and employers kind of not doing it right not doing right either demanding information they're not allowed to demand uh, not believing the employees threatening employees if you find yourself in that situation you've provided that doctor that your employer won't help you call me and call me right away Two words for this next one, family status. That is, you know, as you said, over the course of the last three years, parents have decided to forego child care because they're working from home, and if they got kids who can handle doing that, that's fine. But the employer, they got to remember the obligation to accommodate based on that family status too, right? I have seen a lot of these family status issues. You know, we, we, we've been in a strange kind of world over the past few years where uh, parents may have taken on more child care responsibilities, maybe because – they were working from home or maybe because they weren't comfortable having others care for their children because of the pandemic. But all those things means that if you're now in a situation where you don't have child care arrangements and you need to provide that care, well, your employer has to accommodate that. That may mean being flexible with hours. That may mean uh, allowing you to work from home sometimes, uh, allowing you to leave early, etc. That doesn't necessarily mean that that's something you can always count on forever. But until you can make other arrangements, absolutely. And maybe it's going to be a while before you find a daycare. And depending on where you live, daycare uh, waiting list could be very long. Yeah. And if that means that in the meantime, you have to be there to pick up your child or, or to be with your child, etc., the employer has to accommodate. It's not a nice thing. It's a legally required thing. Under our Human Rights Code, an employer has to accommodate based on your parent-child relationship, based on family status. I've seen that a lot so far in 2023. So if your employer won't accommodate, if you've explained to them why you need that accommodation, you know how to resolve that? Often a letter from me just does that that trick. They get a letter from me, they realize they made a mistake, and they say, fine, no problem, we'll accommodate. So if you need that help, reach out. Another big issue we're seeing, especially in the first half, and this will probably uh, be the way for the next few years, I would imagine, Lior, with struggles with uh, employees and employers alike, that is severance offers. Man, they're not getting better. If anything, they're getting worse, right? So if you've heard me at any time on the radio over the past 10-plus years, you've heard me say probably 50,000 times <sighs> that in most cases, severance offers are not adequate, not even close, that employees that are let go are owed more, much more, than what they've been offered. Well, guess what? Over the past six months or so in 2023, I've seen severance offers be worse than usual. That gap between what the employee is owed and what they're offered has increased. So if in the past I could count on someone that's owed 12 months 
to be offered eight months, which is still pretty bad. Well, that, that employee now probably is offered five months. So very, very important to, to remember even more than ever, more than ever, that your severance offer is very likely, not just inadequate, probably very inadequate. And oftentimes it should be three, four times more than what you've been offered. So you know what to do. We've been telling you this for years. Call me because it can still be improved just as easily. Yeah, and again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred to do exactly that. Get Lior when we're not doing the show and help at employmentlawyer.ca. As we get down to our last couple minutes here, the uh, the big topics of twenty twenty three halfway through already, but uh, we'll see what the other half says, and we'll do it again close to the uh, the end of December for sure. Last one is this: changes to job duties, uh, pay hours have been very common, but are they legal, Lior? You know, we, we touched on this, but but they're they're not, and you know, it's easy to to, to believe that. You know, my employer is not out to hurt me, right? My employer yeah, right. is doing this for legitimate business reasons, and I accept that, okay? And, and in many cases, when your employer changes your employment terms, it's not because they're saying, hey, how can I pick, uh, pick on, on John Scholes and hurt John Scholes? No, it's the employer saying, you know what, I need to do this for business reasons. Well, despite that, it's still not allowed. It's still a constructive dismissal. So the employer's reason usually doesn't even factor into it. So if you're facing a significant change to the terms of employment, you have rights. It could be a constructive dismissal. So you pick up the phone and you give me a call. And with that, I want to get to uh, one final email here from Cheryl. It says, uh, Lior, can my employer require me to accept a demotion where I would be reporting to a person that previously reported to me? Yeah, in many cases, John, that demotion could be considered embarrassing and it it's, affects your stature in the workplace, and everyone's going to be looking at you differently. It can just be an embarrassing situation. So, yes, a demotion like that can be a constructive dismissal. So it's not even about how much money you're going to make or what kind of a pay cut you're going to take. It's about your stature in the workplace and your ability to show up there and hold your head up high. And if that's going to be impacted, that could be a constructive dismissal, not something you have to accept. And if you want to take it out for a bit of a spin, as we say, be careful, right? Yeah, you know, for any time, any time you're facing a change to the terms of employment, whether it's a demotion, a different role, a pay cut, uh, even a relocation, yeah. you don't have to make the decision on day one. You can tell your employer, hey, employer, concerned about this, but I want to try for a few weeks to see if it's going to be as good or as bad as I think it's going to be. So I'll try it for the next three, four weeks. Tell your employer in writing, and then you're buying yourself some time to try it out, or as John says, to take it for a spin and to see how you feel about it. And after a few weeks, if you still feel that this is bad, it's not what I want, it can still be a constructive dismissal. But make sure you tell your employer that's what you're doing so that the employer doesn't believe that you just accepted whatever it is that the employer did. Rejoin us again on tomorrow night's show. In the meantime, one 821 to reach Lior and the team. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website and access to that severance calculator, which you should try anyway, right? Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time tomorrow, 630 on the Employment Law Show. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment.